beloved, you are listening to Grace Life Komi Podcast, a platform commissioned by God to raise men into completeness in Christ Jesus. We believe that you will be blessed beyond measure as you give yourself wholly to this divinely inspired teaching. Through God's servant Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna. Grace to you, Jesus is Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. Um, by the grace of God, this is um, Ministry, Business, and Leadership Summit 2023. Amen to Jesus. Um, I think this is um, the main edition of Ministry, Business, and Leadership Summit. Um, looking at our corporate profile and our ministry, all these um, summits have been listed. Amen to Jesus. In that the ministry will hold them. And we thank God for the privilege to be doing what you know we have been believing God to do for years. Amen to Jesus. Amen. All right. And this summit is very important because um, uh, for those who saw the advert, you discover that the advert comes in a particular way, which basically um, states stores that um, over the years, ministry has been defined as more men and more money. So the more people um, you have under your coverage as a minister of the gospel, and the more money you can assess, nest, and you know, use the more successful you are as a what? As a minister of the gospel. And over the years, it has been able to, it has brought about varied opinions and a lot of people have become less secured in the ministry. Are you get what I'm saying? Many people have become insecure in the ministry. Like people who have even gone out of the ministry because the de- general definition of ministry is not what they are experiencing. So they believe that they were no longer cut out for this. And so they go try to do something else just to get fulfillment in life. And we've been able to lose, because of that, we've lost some people who have been very, very useful to the kingdom of God. Amen to Jesus. All right. And so we've come to understand that God is redefining things. And um, this redefinition is very important. I remember when um, the Lord began to define prosperity to me again, prosperity redefined. Because in 2009, I did the first prosperity redefined session. And then, uh, I think it was two years, last year, we did, uh, last year, last year, we did it again, amen, to Jesus, all right, and that, 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 that comp- um, brought that into the book, um, Blessed Beyond Men, a very powerful book, which we must all have, amen, so one of the things I've seen that God usually uses, um, His grace upon my life is to redefine things, and so that we can see directly it's meant to be, and so we're going to be seeing ministry, business, and leadership, way god wants it to be amen to jesus you know and we understood very well that the basics of ministry is whatever god tells you to do, do it and until you feel the water jars you will never get the miracle why ministry is about obedience it's not about the people it's not about the money it's not about men it's not about money it's about obedience now the end result of obedience varies are you get what i'm saying for some people it is more men and more money for some people, it may not be more men and more money, but it's results that the Lord desires. So, focus has to be on obedience, not on results. Over the years, the church has focused on results instead of what? Obedience. And it has truncated many, many ministers of the gospel. Amen. And even it has made some even go outside God's will for them. Are we together? I remember time and again, I tried to reach out to people, ministers of the gospel, to mentor me. You know, I want to, them to mentor me, I want them to father me, and every of that, but it has all not worked out. We write me, we write message, um, um, uh, emails, write messages, and uh, those who have worked with me, who have at one time or the other had me serve with them, know that I can be a very humble and faithful person to work with Praise God forevermore. But no feedback, and every of that, if I have even used money self, and we see God's you know, wrong attitude. And um, so over time, I got to understand that there's something God is doing in me and through me, and so I must work with him closely. Physically, um, there are no mentors we, I have, and we have no physical mentors, but I take mentorship for materials, amen, as I can, but above all is the Holy Spirit, praise God forevermore. I have been, I've been learning by faith, not by the experiences of others. Because even when I look at the experience of others, sometimes they don't just they don't just 
walk into my own experience. I remember when I met a senior minister because when I was about starting the foundation the work of ministry, and um, he told me, he, he told me, okay, when you start, start with the fellowship. He said, so how do I know how to metamorphose from fellowship to church? And he said, when the demand starts getting high by the people, that they need more meetings, and then the 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 the, the population also starts increasing, then you know you are too many. And I'm beautiful, fine. So I went and I was ready to follow that procedure. But I just started, I barely started the fellowship because I was doing teaching meetings. I barely started the fellowship when the Lord selected me metamorphosis into church. And I had to write on a sheet of paper and ask the Lord, God, there are many denominations. Why do you want me to make denomination? And um, I think it's 14 years after I was received. Amen to Jesus. All right. And today we are not running a denomination again. But the vital lessons we learned in denomination, many people have been in denomination for years, have not learned it. Amen to Jesus. All right. But the basic thing was not, it was what, what the man told, what the senior told me was a good advice, but it was not practicable to my own ministry. And these are truncated many ministers of God, but they believe, they believe that what these men, what the seniors have told you, that's how it's to apply. I once listened to a minister's conference and the, the minister who was speaking, a senior, senior man who has results, he gave the Modules of operandi of ministry, mode of operation, ABC to do to be able to see a particular topic they gave him. He said, if you do it like this, you will get the desired result. If you're not getting that, that result, then you are, you are missing something. So, we've had people who have done it like that and they've not seen the desired result because they didn't understand that um, they were following another person's blueprint, not God's blueprint. And what is most important in ministry is that you follow God's blueprint for your life. Not the blueprint that organizational ministry has taught us over the years. But what we have to do now is organizational ministries, they are giving us blueprints. Amen. And it's putting a lot of pressure on a lot of people, especially young ministers. Putting a lot of pressure on them. So you have to be able to know God's blueprint for your life. Um, Many people, somebody once asked, you know, uh, my wife a question, she was like, good teachings, but where are the people? And I believe after she asked that question, we didn't reply her. She had to start trying to adjust herself. Because they have had an organizational structure. This is how it's meant to be. And it must be like that. If it doesn't follow like this, we don't follow, if we don't do after two years this, if we don't do after three months this, after three months this, after six months this, if we don't see the growth progression like that, that means you are not called to do ministry. And um, most of these things that we have brought out, we've actually read into scriptures or read out of scriptures or read beside scriptures. And some of these structures are not even the scriptures. Are you get what I'm saying? All right, so, and it has caused a lot of pressure for young ministers. And, and, and most of them who don't know the blueprint for their life, they follow a, a, a blueprint that was given to somebody else, and then they have a problem. Are you getting what I'm saying? The Bible said the Lord came by Moses, for grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Now, when the Lord came by Moses, the Lord could not perfect anybody. Is that not so? Because the instrumentality by which he came was what? A man. When grace and truth came through God in man, we saw that it was perfect. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the emphasis has to be that it has to be given by God to you not true as it were the blueprint of a man i'm not against that and you get what i'm saying yeah it may be possible for you but you have to know okay even if it is the blueprint of someone else's ministry um is this what god wants for me and these are questions we need to ask before we kill ourselves with unnecessary pressure because the pressure on the increase today in the ministry is becoming uh, beyond words can tell and that's why I've seen a lot of young chaps doing a lot of things and a lot of young chaps doing a lot of um, drama. Amen. And the same thing happens in business too, in leadership. And so that's why we need to understand what God is redefining and um, be able to see what God uh, is saying and do what God will have us do. You know, while, a while ago when I was teaching and I said, leadership is the ability to lead yourself. That's what leadership is. It's the ability to lead yourself. And when you have led, as you lead yourself successfully, you don't need to call people to follow you. They just follow you. But today we have a bunch of people who want to lead people who have not led themselves. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's why we have 
character defects in leadership today, integrity issues, and many, 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 many things. Because people who have not led themselves are leading people, and the people are happy following somebody who has not led themselves. Are you get what I'm saying? All right. So a lot of a lot of things we'll be trusting God will help us get some clarity in um, these subjects and and you know move on. Um, I have been pioneering for 14 years. I've been teaching the word of God for about two, um, two decades. So, by the grace of God, the little I know has helped by the Holy Spirit. I believe it will be helpful to somebody who is listening. Amen to Jesus. All right, today we are starting off the uh, on um, the foundation of life. The foundation of life. Now, by way of introduction, we must understand that life for all humans, both saints and sinners, is built on the same foundation. This foundation is comprised of two layers, which are ministry and business. You say, but sinners, how can you talk about ministry for sinners? Yes, you need to see understand that. The foundation of life are general. Are you get what I'm saying? It applies to every one person. We are all we are all living on planet Earth. Are you get what I'm saying? Sinners, saints and sinners inclusive. We're all living on what? Planet Earth. Sinners are not living on a different planet and we are saints and living on a different planet. No. It's all on planet Earth. Are you get what I'm saying? The priest, the foundations of life are general for every everybody. Are you get what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. And so the ministry is also for sinners. Are you get what I'm saying? But it needs to be understood rightly. So ministry and business are, are two um, constituents of this foundation, and leadership binds the two of them together. So the binding force for leadership and ministry is what? For ministry and business is what? Leadership. Without leadership, there can be no ministry. Without leadership, there can be no what? Business. Are we together? All right. So it, it binds them. It concretizes them. Let me say it this way. Um, life stands on two legs. And the two legs are what? Ministry and business. Are you get what I'm saying? And leadership makes both legs are you get what i'm saying all right so it's very important we know this and this is applicable to both saints and sinners amen to jesus all right um when it comes to sinners they will not get the fullness of it because they are they are not they are not in christ are you get what i'm saying yeah so as we go we begin to see some more things now this makes us understand that everyone in life saints and sinners inclusive is into ministry and business but from different areas and locations of operations and different points of view. Are we together? Everybody, saints and sinners, who are into ministry and business, but we are doing this from different areas, different locations of operations, and different what? Points of view. And that's what differentiates us. Though we are doing the same thing, but we are different because of this. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, basically, what makes human beings different is our points of view, our locations of operations. That's what makes us different. Are you get what I'm saying? But cut, cut our skin is all red blood that comes out. Is that not so? Yeah. All right. Okay. Now, the ministry and business location of the saint is Christ Jesus in God. Because we are healed with Christ in God. Are we together? Our ministry and business point of view is the word of God. Which is what? Truth. Because it's a manual for good success. See that? So, for the born again child of God, our ministry and business location is where? Christ. It is not the marketplace. Are you getting what I'm saying? It is Christ. Why? Because we are here with Christ and Christ is in God. Are you getting what I'm saying? And our point of view is the word of God. That's how you see Christians who on Sunday they hear the word of God. And on Monday, they, they practice something else. They are not Christians doing business. Are you get what I'm saying? They are not Christians in doing business. Because for every Christian, our point of view is the word of God. Are you get what I'm saying? When heaven we say, leave God out of this, then we know that the person is not in God from the onset. Because how can you leave God out of your existence? In him you live, we move, and have our being. If you say, let's leave God out of our existence, that means we are no longer what? Existing. Are you get what I'm saying? So if you want to remove God from one aspect of your life, 
you actually don't have a life any longer. So, you cannot remove the word of God from business. I remember I was talking with somebody once, and the person was on, I quoted the scripture, and the person said, Ah, but, that's, but this one is not, it's not applicable to family. And I was like, Wow. So, there are scriptures that are applicable to family, and there are scriptures that are not applicable to family. So, the same way, there are scriptures that are applicable to, 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 um, the, 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 to, 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 to church, but they are not applicable to business courts. And that's why we are having a lot of messed up Christ, um, Christians in business today. Look at them in politics, messed up. Look at them in business, messed up. Look at them in, in every area. You see that they are all messed up. Why? Because we don't understand this basic principle. That our point of view is what? God's word. We do not view things from the world. We don't view things from the devil. No. We view things from God. And until that becomes a reality to us, we will keep having Christians who are double standard and double minded and will be unstable in all their ways. Praise God forevermore. And that's the reason why business for sense must be run on truth. You must run it on truth. I get what I'm saying. You must run business on truth. On truth. Glory to God forevermore. Was run it on truth. I remember I wanted to sell some items and the young the young man wanted to buy wanted to cheat me. I told the guy, I said, okay, this I've not used this for a while. But when we used to use this to vibrate seriously. And it was like, um, um but because of that, he wanted to buy it for a, for a particular price, blah 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 blah. Alright. At the end of the day, he wanted to take it. I said, well, yeah, if I let him return it back, he actually wanted to cheat me and I left him. But at the end of the day, Somebody bought it. And I told the person, this is the way the thing is. The person still bought it like that. Are you get what I'm saying? He still bought it. And I don't know why Christians cannot just trust God saying the truth. At the end of the day, I still sold it. Are we together? Alright. Now, so Colossians 3 verse 3 says, For ye are there, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When I saw this scripture, it, 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 it came alive in me again. And I just told myself, you are dead. Are you get what I'm saying? You are dead. You are dead. And it's just that particular, this scripture, just from yesterday to uh, day for yesterday, when I saw that scripture, it just came alive in me again. And the Lord just gave me victory over a new particular time. You are dead. You are dead. You are dead. Just, just help me solve enough everything. Are you get what I'm saying? See, you are dead. And your life is hid with Christ in God. So, this way your, your life is hid with Christ. You are with, is, is it with Christ? Are you get what I'm saying? So, Christ is with your life. Are you get what I'm saying? And then Christ is in God. The double height. Are you get what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. So, that's our location of business. Our location of business is God. That's the reason why we can say when there is a casting down, we can say there's a what? Because of our location. Our location of ministry is God. It's not the... The marketplace. But the problem with Christians is that we have made our location of ministry the marketplace. Another I see ministers, see, I'm gonna be going this from the right from um, another perspective, not just from the religious perspective. I think I'm saying because I said those sinners and sent, and the reason why we go as we go was why I said so. Are you getting what I'm saying? But when we hear me, all that comes to mind is what? Religion, religion, pastors. Yeah, that is two of the definitions of ministry. It has to do with what? Religion, religion, pastors, and everything. But you see, there's a broader sense to it. And because we have not looked at it from a broader sense, that's the reason why even Christians that are meant to be doing ministry will not do ministry. They'll tell you we are businessmen. No. Ministry is meant for those on the altar. The apostles, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers, the uh, prophets. They are the ones doing fivefold ministry. But don't forget, the Bible says that these offices were given for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. These guys don't do the work of the ministry. They actually equip these saints to do what? The work of the ministry. But I don't know what devil has messed up our mind. It's actually the saints that do the work of the ministry. We are not the ones doing the work, sir. We are not equipping you to do the work. That's our job. And they say, let them do their work. Let them sell the pulpit and do their work. We will do our own business. We, we are businessmen. We are professionals. We are, we are, what's it, what's it, experts. They, they are what? Ministers. What a deception from the pit of hell. The fivefold equips the saints to go and do ministry. 
We are not the ones doing it. Firefood is not doing it. It's the sales that are doing it. No, but the sales are saying they are not doing it. So who is not doing it? You see the game that the devil has played. So make sure the firefold are not doing it and make sure the stairs are not doing it so nobody will get it. Exactly. Nobody gets it done. That's that, the that's strategy. And that's been working so well. So well. When I look at the way you see church halls filled with people and they are waiting for one man to come and stand on the altar and start manifesting. And I'm like, how long will this mess continue? Because the people that are sitting down there are the ones supposed to be in the in the in, in the in the in the business places, in the marketplace manifesting. But they say no, we are not the ones called for ministry. It's the guy on the podium there that is called for ministry. Whereas his job is to what? Equip you. And some of the times when we have tried to equip the saints, some saints say we've told them that we do equip. Some saints say they are tired of equipping. So what do we do? But the devil is a liar in the name of Jesus. Joshua verse 8 says, This book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then shall thou make thy way prosperous, and then shall thou have what? Good success. So it's the book of the law, and it's our manual, it's our what? Point of view for doing ministry. Praise God forevermore. Alright. On the other hand, the ministry and business location for the sinner is the devil. Are you get what I'm saying? The devil is his business location. Are you get what I'm saying? And his ministry location. The devil, who is their father? Are we together? Why their point of view is what? Lies. Very important. You need to know this. Are you get what I'm saying? This is why for them, business must be run on lies. The sinner must run business on lies. I once heard somebody told me, say, ah, he said, he said, Daddy, I, mu- I-, I must lie you. To do business, I must lie you. I must lie. And I'm like, wow. I must lie. And what was lying to me, and when he got caught at the end of the day, he couldn't say anything. John 8, verse 44 says, You have your father, the devil, and the loss of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, the sinners, their, their location of business is the devil. And their point of view of business is what? Lies. So when they lie, it's normal to them in business and in ministry. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's normal to them in ministry and in business. When they lead, it's normal to them in politics. Are you getting what I'm saying? Somebody say politics is made up of black. No! It is because of the location that the people that have been doing it have been staying. And their point of view. Are you getting what I'm saying? When rights, when, Christ, when Christians get into it, they are not meant to stay. But you know the bad, bad thing? In fact, when the Christians even get into politics, they are even worse liars than the unbelievers. Are you getting what I'm saying? So these are the things that we need to understand well. Now, from the beginning, Adam was placed by God in the Garden of Eden to do ministry and business as prescribed by God. You see how serious? How did he do ministry? We are going to see that. Praise God forevermore. By extension, we are all placed on earth by God to do ministry and business here. Are we together? Everybody is placed on this earth by God to do what? Ministry and what? Business. But the thing is that we do it from different locations and different points of views. And we have seen the different locations and the different what? Point of views. Praise God forevermore. Thus, our different locations and point of view differentiate us in the marketplace. We see that? So, by their fruit, you shall know them. Simple. How do you know when a, when a scent is doing ministry? It's, you see its location. You see its point of view. When the word of when God is his location and the word of God is his point of view, you see it by his fruit. How do you know when a, a sinner is doing business? By his location and his point of view. The devil is his location and lies to the point of view. So we tell you a million and one lies. By their fruit you shall walk. So they say, I'm born again, no, I'm born again, no, I'm born again, no, I'm born again, no. No, bros, it's not about shouting you are born again, sir. What location? And what point of view are you doing your ministry from? What location and what point of view are you doing your business from? It's your location and point of view that will make us know whether you are born again or born fire. By their fruit, you shall what? It's as simple as that. This means that when you see the way a person does ministry and business in the marketplace, you know which you will know the location he came from and his point of view. 
I'm not, we're not fighting anybody here. Are you understand what I'm saying? It's just a simple truth we are teaching. Are we getting it? Alright. You see, the world is tired of stories. They want to see action. They want to see truth. Are you getting what I'm saying? And we cannot keep shouting we are born again when our actions are saying otherwise. Matthew 7 verse 16, it says, You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? No, you don't gather grapes of thorns. In that, you gather figs of thistles. And the bottom line is that the way we, some of us do ministry is that we are expecting people to gather grapes of thorns and figs of thistles. And it doesn't work like that. Are we together? The fruit just reveals who you are. It is not possible for you to see for you to see plantain on a mango tree. Never. To see papa on a on uh, on pineapple not possible and that's what we are looking at that's what most of the times christians want people to see they want people to see purple on pineapple one stays on the ground one stays at the at the top they cannot they can never stay they cannot you can never see like that are we together praise god forevermore all right now let's look at ministry and business in the garden of eden Ministry and business in the Garden of Eden. For us to understand the original blueprint of God for ministry and business, we must look at it from the beginning. I always like going to the beginning when I'm dealing with you. You see, people that do not go to the beginning when they're dealing with subject matters, um, they always have a challenge in balancing things. Are you get what I'm saying? And people that go to the beginning, I want to scatter the beginning. That when they take Genesis, they scatter Genesis. Are we together? They always have issues too. To get this done, we must first understand the meaning of ministry and business perspective. Now let's look at the meaning of ministry. We're using the Merambrexa dictionary. Now what is ministry? Among the various definitions given by Merambrexa dictionary for ministry, these two are very crucial to our study. Why does it are very crucial to our study? Because the emphasis is not to bring out a religious understanding. Because when you look at the word ministry, you go to go to the first they tell you about is religious, a religious leader, religious organization, and every of that. Are you getting what I'm saying? But the ideology here is not to bring out a religious understanding of ministry, it's to bring out the original understanding and blueprint of God the Father concerning ministry. Are you getting what I'm saying? So now let's look at these two definitions. They help us explain Genesis very well. And God, they help us understand God's original blueprint for ministry. It says, a person or thing through which something is accomplished. It means agency, instrumentality. Are we together? A person or thing through which something is what? Accomplished. An agency or what? Instrumentality. Number two, it also means the period of service or office of a minister ministry. A period of what? Service. Or office of the minister. minister. Alright. Now so, let's look at this first definition, which is a person or thing through which something is accomplished. That means an agency or an instrumentality through which something is accomplished. Now let's look at it. If God wanted to accomplish the task of making it a colony of his kingdom, that's the kingdom of God, also known as the kingdom of heaven. You see, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven, they are used interchangeably. Are you getting what I'm saying? All right. So he created man and placed him on the earth in the Garden of Eden to be the person, agency, and instrumentality by which the Father God will achieve his Are we together? So, God wanted to make earth like heaven. And God dwells in heaven. And he wanted her to be like heaven. Colony of heaven. God needed somebody to do that for him. He needed an agency and instrumentality person to do that for him. And then he did what? He created man to do that. By creating man to do that, man was actually brought into what? Ministry. Are we together? So Adam, as when God created Adam to make earth heaven, are you getting what I'm saying? Like heaven? Adam came into ministry. Are we together? 
The goal of God for man was meant to be eternal because man was to live eternally on earth. But sin made it time now. The ways by which man was to achieve the goal of God was for him to what? Dress and keep the garden as instructed. So man was, Adam was created by God to do ministry. So the ideology of a, a religion, the question is in Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2, was there any religion? Was there any religion? Does God have a religion? Which religion did Adam practice? No religion. In fact, the first religion after Genesis was um, Judaism. But Adam never practiced Judaism. Are you get what I'm saying? Um, the next person was Noah. Noah never practiced Judaism. Are you get what I'm saying? Abraham never practiced Judaism. Are we together? Praise God forevermore. All right. Um, it was from Moses. The law came and the Judaism practice began. Are you get what I'm saying? But prior to then, there was no religious practice called Judaism. Are you get what I'm saying? Which is which, which you know had to do with um, worship of Yahweh. Amen to Jesus. But prior to then, it was the same Yahweh that Adam created Adam, that Adam spoke with the same Yahweh that Noah worshipped, the same Yahweh that Abraham what? Worshipped. Though he was living among idol worshippers. Praise God forevermore. Now, so it makes us understand that the religious under the religious um, um, ideology and the religious stamp that was have been given to ministry is also a satanic idea to what detract us from what ministry is are we together that's the reason why we we we, we see religion 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 you see we don't fight people that want to be religious fine i will not fight you but just understand that from the beginning there was no religion but there was ministry let me tell you, ministry began before religion. Are you getting what I'm saying? Ministry began before religion. And so, if we have begun to use religion as a definition for ministry, it means that it was the devil that messed our mind up somewhere and at the point in time. We have to clean our minds up. Are you getting what I'm saying? Adam was the instrumentality and the agency that God used to achieve his goal. And that was ministry. I get what I'm saying. That's ministry. And God created man for, to, to carry out these tasks. And by extension, every man that was created was meant to carry out these tasks of making earth heaven till the fall of Adam. And there's the constituent of ministry, there's a deposit of ministry in every man on earth. That's why I said both saints and sinners are doing ministry because. The blueprint of God, the purpose of God creating man was for man to do what? To make earth what? Heaven. Remember, I did a teaching once and I said, um, Nimrod came and he said, Let us build a, 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 a building and let it get to heaven so that from there we can enter into heaven. And let us not, so he said, So we will not be scattered abroad. Let's build a tower. So that will not be scattered abroad. And he said, and God said, what's happening here? My original plan is for you to be scattered abroad. So that you can replenish the earth. He said, one of the fundamental blessings was replenish earth. Fruitfulness will only make sense when you have replenished. Fruitfulness is not replenishing. Will make you become like catfishes that are inside one pool eating themselves. If you are not careful. Why? Because the reason why catfishes eat themselves because of lack of calcium. And when the calcium, when you begin, to, when you begin to cluster together, calcium will not be enough. The resources will not be enough. Are you get what I'm saying? You go into some cities and you see that people are clustering in some in what they call the the the, the, the prime locations. Are you get what I'm saying? They are clustering in the prime location and they are fighting themselves, killing themselves for land in the prime location. But when Ras just walks, just drives some few kilometers after those prime locations, you will see lands there. Lands. Lands. You see lands. But people are clean themselves for what? Prime locations. And that's the ideology of replenish. Because if you don't replenish, you will kill yourself for prime location. If God did not stop the Tower of Babel, 
they would have been killing themselves in that in, in that location at the end of the day. To now become to, to go to this to, to the heaven, people now have to start bribing to go. Different matter. <laughs> you know how human this matter is now. Different things are becoming up. They'll be killing themselves like 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 no man's business. And very soon the place will be too small for their population. So what will happen? Now become survival of the fittest. You think God doesn't understand what he's saying when he said replenish? Are you get what I'm saying? So the idea was to replenish. Replenish, that was a blueprint. And by replenishing, you can make it like heaven. You can dominate and effectively be do ministry. When, when Nimrod said no, he wants to go contrary to the original blueprint of God, the ministry plan of God, God said, hey, come on, this thing. Well, they, have, they have one one language and one heart. Whatever they decide to do, they'll do it. Oh, yeah. their, their solution to their unity is what? Scatter their language. When God scatter their language, no plenty talk again. They what? They replenish. <laughs> There's some things you don't need to use fight to settle. Just know the right body to press. You will see that what you are looking for will happen. God says, scatter their language, we're going to replenish. If I call somebody now and say, okay, call a prophet among them. Imagine God was trying to call a prophet there. And say, tell the prophet, warn them and tell them that what they are doing is against the word of God. They will not even mind you. I will not warn him. And people listen. Because they don't need to send prophet on this matter. Scatter their languages. They will go and replenish. So that move of, of, of um, Nimrod was anti-ministry. And every move that does not allow for man to make it like heaven is anti-ministry. Because we are created for ministry. Are we together? Praise God forevermore. Now the way man was to achieve this goal of God, the goal belonged to God, not to man. I get what I'm saying. Was to do what? Dress and keep the garden as God instructed. Genesis 2, verse 8 and 15 says, And the Lord God planted the garden eastward in Eden. And there he put the man whom he had formed. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and what? To keep it. To dress it and to keep it. Now, what does this make us understand? This makes us understand that ministry is one. The vision and goal of the Father God, not man's vision. Whenever it becomes your vision, it will become your destruction. Whenever it becomes your vision, it becomes your frustration. Whenever it becomes your vision, it becomes your confusion. So long as it remains God's vision, then you become the instrumentality, the medium, and the agency by which he achieves his vision. Adam was instrumentality. Man still remains instrumentality. Man cannot own the vision. When men seek their own vision, they end in confusion. Reminds me of the Hena tragedy. They end in destruction. They end in frustration. Number two, ministry is dressing the garden planted by God. I always try to make us understand so when I teach in, from Genesis that it was God who planted it. The Bible says and the Lord God what? Planted what? A garden in Israel. It was God who planted. The first horticulturist was God. The first agriculturist was God. He planted the garden. It was not that I planted it too. So when you can plant, you're having you're having a manifestation of God. So everybody should try and plant. Try and plant. Try and plant. Try and plant. I planted something this year. Plant. Try and plant. As I tell children, in basic science, you teach them how to plant. Try and plant. You understand what I'm saying? All right. So it was God who planted the garden. It was not man. That means the vision, God made provision for it. You understand what I'm saying? The vision is God that provided it. It's God that did everything about the vision. Man was just to dress and keep. The problem we have with ministry is that people want to create visions, then dress and keep. When you create a vision, it will, it will, it will, it will bring about your frustration, your confusion, and destruction. Because only God can plant the garden for you to dress and keep. If you want to plant the garden and then dress and keep it, you are ready to die. So ministry belongs to God, it's not to man. We are only dressers and keepers. Are we together? 
It also makes us understand that keeping the garden, that ministry is what? Keeping the garden planted by God, not man. It has nothing to do with man. It all has to do with God. And also, ministry is all about God, not man. This is the ideology to enter into ministry. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is the ideology to enter. You see, the devil has messed it up. So, we don't just understand this ideology. That's how to enter. That's how to do ministry. It's all about God. It's not about us. I get what I'm saying. And with this, we understand that ministry is done in everything we do because the purpose was to make it like heaven. So, as a lawyer, how are you making it like heaven? As a medical doctor, how are you making it like heaven? As a what? An accountant, how are you making it like As an engineer, how are you making it like heaven? As a, a teacher, how are you making it like heaven? As a, as a midwife, a nurse, how are you making it like heaven? As a housewife, how are you making it like heaven? As a fa- in whatever you do, how are you making it like heaven? If your line of profession is not an agency by which you can make it like heaven, then you need to start understanding that you are not doing the right thing. Because everything we do must be what? Ministry. Praise God. In view of the preceding, every man has been given a garden by God to dress and keep. Ministry is all about dressing and keeping the garden given by God to a man. That's what ministry is all about. I get what I'm saying. Dressing and keeping the garden. God owns the ministry. Ministry, the act, the act of ministry is dressing and keeping. But the ministry itself is the garden. Are you getting what I'm saying? All right. This garden is the work location given by God to you, which you must dress and what? Keep. Thus, ministry is only done in your God-given work location. Now, if it is not your God-given work location, that means you are not in God. That's why you will lie. That's why your point of view will be wrong. But if it's your God-given location, you don't need to lie. Your point of view will always be the word of God. It's important we know that God first blessed Adam after creating him. Genesis 1 verse 28. Secondly, he gave him the work of the ministry in the Garden of Eden, which we have seen in Genesis 2 verse 8 and 15, which was the work location before he finally gave him what? A wife. It was followed this sequence. Are you getting what I'm saying? The blessing precedes the ministry, and then the ministry what? Precedes what? The wife. All right. This makes us understand that ministry must precede marriage. Ministry must precede marriage. Ministry must precede marriage. If you marry before starting ministry, it's disaster. You get what I'm saying? Uh, you don't know what God has given to you to use to make it like heaven. I want to go and marry. You have carried disaster. Amen. One very vital and important thing every man must do is to discover his God-given garden of Eden. Very important, very vital. Only in the garden of Eden can the blessing of God on a man's life find full expression. So don't look for don't look for the garden of um, Tower of Babel. Don't look for garden. Don't look for any that. Just discover the garden. Of, and let me tell you. You don't create the garden of it. Like I said, you, you cannot create ministry. You don't create the garden of it. You discover it. Are you get what I'm saying? Adam was formed and put in the garden. When Adam, the breath came into him, he, he became a living soul and he just discovered this environment. You discover it. You don't create it. You are trying to create ministry. You die trying to create ministry. You can't create ministry. It's only God that creates ministry. You can't plant the garden. It's only God that plants it. You die trying to plant and you never plant you get what I'm saying? The Garden of Eden was planted in the eastern part of Eden by God. Eden means pleasure. And the east symbolizes glory because the sun rises from the east and settles at the west. So the Garden of Eden is the glorious work that God has given you, which you do with pleasure. That's the ministry, sir. See, if ministry is not pleasurable, it's not ministry, you have entered the wrong location. <laughs> I, I, I had an interview and they told me, do you have any challenges in the work of ministry? I said, no challenges. I said, because I'm in my niche. I'm in my niche. I'm, and God had told me what to expect years ago. So, I'm in my niche. So, there are no challenges. 
you'll be frustrated when you are not in the garden of Eden. Because what you are under pressure, not in pleasure. God never gave us the ministry to pleasures. When I see people going through pressure in whatsoever they are doing, I know that they have gone outside Eden. And you see, what is outside Eden is the sweat of your face. Pressure. We together. Garden of Eden was planted in East, like we said, alright? So this makes us understand that your ministry is a glorious work you do with ease. With what? Ease. Which God has given you. The glorious work you do with ease. With ease. I teach the word of God with ease. And it's glorious for me. Are you get what I'm saying? The glorious work you do with ease. There's one glorious work you do with ease. Remember once I went to a bank and I was before the teller and the teller was complaining bitterly. She was complaining bitterly. I was like, what's the matter? They are people looking for jobs. So why will you be on your job and complain? She was like, this job is for stressful. Blah, blah, blah. She was complaining. Why? Why are you complaining? She said, the job is very stressful. What has happened, madam? There are people who are looking for jobs. But she was complaining bitterly. She was complaining, when I mean bitter, bitter, bitterly. And she was on a job. And before she got that job, she must have been praying hard before the job. I get what I'm saying. And a research was done, and it's called that most of the people who die of heart attack, they die between the hours of, you know, um, like um, um, 3 a.m. to like 9 a.m. And that's the time you have to wake up and go to work. The heart has become so frustrated with the work. And he remembers that he has to go to work again, remember? And then he packs up. So that is why it has to be ministry. What you have to do has to be ministry. If it's not a ministry, it's not pleasure, it's pressure. And to kill you before your time. What makes people strong despite the challenges they are going through, the similar challenges they are going through? Because they are in the place of pleasure. They are doing a work in pleasure. You, you say there are no more challenges in your job and you are receiving more money, but you are, you are more frustrated. And the lady that time, the, when she, she was working in the bank, the jobs I did, I didn't even get them as much salary as she got. Why should she be complaining? You need to understand this dynamics, this very important principle of ministry. What I'm doing, is it, because, is it, is it, is it making it look like heaven? Are you get what I'm saying? And for you to make it look like heaven, it means it must be the guardian of Eden. It must be what? A glorious work that is pleasurable. Even if I wake up early hours with and go to bed late at night, but I see that I'm, it's glorious for me and I'm what? And I'm, and, and I'm having pleasure in it. And I'm reconciled and I'm making what? The earth look like heaven. When I mean making the earth look like heaven, it can be just your family. Are you get what I'm saying? It can be just your nuclear family. It can be your extended family. It can be your street. It can be your area. But it starts from as little as that. Are you get what I'm saying? When you discover this particular location, eh? that when you discover this Eden, you have commenced ministry. Ministry has begun. Once you discover Eden. So the Eden may be in an office. Are you getting what I'm saying? It may be in a business spot. It may be in a hospital. Wherever. But once you discover it, you have what? Commence ministry. Why? Because you have now been used as an agent, as an instrument, as a person through which God can what? Make it look like heaven. Somebody ready to pray tonight? I don't know if you have not discovered, it's not too late to discover. Maybe you are married and you have not discovered. And that's why you are seeing that things are just going haywire. It's not too late to discover. If you have not discovered, it's time to ask the Lord, Lord, help me to discover. Help me to discover. Help me to discover this Eden. Open your mouth and pray if you have not discovered. Help us to discover. 
Now is your moment of salvation. If you are yet to make the Lord Jesus Christ, your Lord and personal Savior. We request that you say this prayer along with many others now. Say this words. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner, I repent of my sins, and ask that you forgive my sins. I believe that you shed your blood on the cross, died for my sins, and rose again in the third day. Today, I invite you into my life today. Wash me by your blood, make me your own, until eternity be my Lord and personal Savior, thank you Lord Jesus, in Jesus' precious name. For your love gift of any amount to Grace Life Kami Podcast, kindly use any of our giving channels available, to give in dollars. You can send to Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. Account number, 033-154-551-2013. Swift code, M, B, G, H, G, H, A, C, to give in CDs. Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. You can send to account number, 033-254-551-2017. To give in Naira, you can send to Ecobank Nigeria. Account number 554-102-0592. Also, for further enquiries, you can call us on plus 233-54594-7132. Or, send us an email via ministry at gmail.com today. Remain ever blessed. We believe you were blessed listening to this teaching from God's Word. May your soul remain ever refreshed and revived. We would love to hear your praise report today. Beloved, remain connected to Grace Life Comey Podcast. Jesus is Lord.